Today on CityCast Philly, the Office of Homeless Services is facing scrutiny over a bunch of issues. City shelters have been so full that people have been turned away. Some service providers contracted with the city haven't been paid in months or years. And the office spent nearly $15 million over their budget. We're diving into all of this and why City Council now wants to get involved. It's Tuesday, January 30th. I'm Trina Noree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me is Reverend Jeremy Montgomery, president and CEO of Philly House, Philly's largest and longest running homeless shelter for men. Hi, Reverend Jeremy. Hello. And Anna Orso, City Hall reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Hi, Anna. Hey, Trinae. Thanks for having me. Jeremy, Philly House is located in Center City around the Cowell Hill area. You do have a bed capacity, but I read in the Inquirer that you had to turn some people away recently. What goes into making those types of calls? Yeah, Philly House has a nightly bed capacity of 220. During Code Blue of this um, month, we were at full capacity. The decisions that lead us to have to turn someone away is based upon our own limitations of our own resources. We don't have endless amounts of funding. Frankly, we're funded privately by individuals. And so it comes down to our own staff capacity. It comes down to, first and foremost, the safety and the security of all guests that are in our shelter. And we can't exceed our own capacity because we don't have the resources in order to be able to ensure the safety, the security, and the well-being of everyone who comes through our doors. Jeremy, what are some services that someone could get at Philly House? So Philly House, we excel at being able to get a guy off the street and to be able to ensure that he never has to return to the streets. The bottom line is the men are the dudes that we serve. Mm -hmm. You know, Code Blue for us is a unique opportunity to be able to serve people in a way that we never get to because they finally come through our doors. And so uh, at the height of Code Blue, there was this guy by the name of Bob. And so he had this Eagles, uh, Philadelphia Eagles jersey on. I said, hey, go birds. And that got his attention. He looked up and he said, yeah, go birds. And I said, well, next year at least. And he goes, why? (laughs) Why not this year? And I said, because kind of what happened on Monday night. What happened Monday night? I said, well, they kind of lost. Who'd they lose to? I said, Tampa Bay. What makes their their, their record? And I said, well, it's kind of, they're out of it. He's like, what happened, man? I thought they were 10 and 1. I thought they were 10 and 1. I said, Bob, uh, no, they're not 10 and 1. They're kind of out of it. He's like, man, then what happened to Dallas? Yeah, they lost too. Oh, good. At least Dallas uh, lost. And I said, well, welcome indoors, Bob. So, that's the type of guy that, you know, we we get the love on and that come through our doors and uh, uh, we still get to try to change their life. Anna, during the same time Jeremy had to turn folks away, other providers had issues as well. What did they tell you? Yeah, so a couple colleagues of mine and myself spoke to a handful of outreach workers and shelter providers uh, during the most recent snowstorm, which snowstorms always provide a challenge for the Office of Homeless Services. It can be hard to get everybody in a safe and warm place when weather is extreme. But this time around, 
we had heard from a lot of outreach workers that there was some confusion about where to send people. That's because the city was under a snow emergency. And so three of the typical intake centers where homeless folks can go to be referred to somewhere to stay were closed. They're operated by the city. So under the snow emergency, their doors were shut. So there was initially some confusion uh, about where to send people. Throughout the day, a lot of that was smoothed over uh, after some communications from the new mayor's office. But there definitely was some initial confusion and concern, frankly, that there would be enough shelter beds for folks. Jeremy, there are some other issues going on with this city's Office of Homeless Services. I read that your organization is owed $600,000. Tell me about this, and has this interrupted the services you provide? The good news is at this point, it has not interrupted the services that we provide, but it certainly puts us on a fiscal challenge. If you can imagine every year we're an organization that goes through an annual audit, our auditors are particularly concerned at this point to understand whether or not these monies owed is truly going to be collectible. Mm -hmm. And at this point, we're just looking for the Office of Homeless Services to confirm that that is the actual true amount that we are due. We do not rely upon government funding nor upon these contracts. Um, Frankly, we keep our doors open because of the generosity of individuals. And so that is a position that we continue to want to be in. Having said that, I do have the ear of a lot of providers that have their sole source being these contracts with the city, and it is creating a lot of challenges, a lot of angst, particularly if they don't have the cash flow that is provided to an organization like me with private sources. And so they're needing to tap into lines of credit with with high interest fees. And so it is placing challenges in terms of their staffing to be able to afford the services that they are providing every single day and every single night. Anna, for those shelters in the city that do rely on city funding, what's going on here? Why are there payment delays? Well, the payment delays are for a variety of reasons. The The city has said that this happened under former Mayor Jim Kenney's administration, and they're really still trying to get to the bottom of why they haven't been able to pay these providers in a timely manner. What some providers told me, and I will say that several providers spoke to me on background, meaning that I didn't name those providers in my story because they're really afraid of losing these contracts because in many ways, they really rely on them in order to stay open. So several providers told me that it's impacted their fiscal stability in a variety of ways. One provider is in the process of transferring all of its contracts to another city agency that, frankly, pays faster. Another has uh, confirmed to me that they had to tap a line of credit in order to cover the shortfall. And in one really severe case, one shelter was told at the end of last year that their contract wasn't being renewed because the Office of Homeless Services simply didn't have the funding to support them any longer. After the break, more about what's going on at the Office of Homeless Services. This is CityCast Philly. Anna, you've also reported that the office spent $15 million more than they had in their budget. How does a city department even do that? 
Well, this went largely under the radar for nearly four years, which is really surprising. $15 million is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of the city budget, which is $6 billion. However, it's very uncommon for $15 million to sort of go unnoticed for this period of time. What we've been told by former officials in Mayor Jim Kenney's administration is that they became aware last fall that the Office of Homeless Services had overspent what it was allocated by city council by about $15 million. Now, I want to be clear that we have heard or seen no evidence at this point of any sort of corruption or self-enrichment. What the office has said is that their budget soared during the pandemic as a result of federal relief dollars that were mm -hmm. allocated to the city through the CARES Act. Mm -hmm. They were flush with cash and they had never managed that amount of money before. And there seemed to be a lot of confusion about how and when they could spend those dollars and what it would mean for the rest of their operations. So there's an inspector general investigation going on right now. And we're anticipating that after that wraps up, we'll know more about what happened here. Hey, Trinae, can I offer uh, a provider perspective? Sure. Certainly, it's alarming that $15 million was overspent. From a provider perspective, we would want anyone in the city to recognize that that is likely because that was the extent of the need and what it cost the home Office of Homeless Services to address the needs during COVID and a global pandemic. And so, as Anna just said, at this point, it doesn't look like there's any type of corruption, maybe a mismanagement. From a provider point of view, when I was on phone calls with the Office of Homeless Services for now a number of years, this Office of Homeless Services is not the only department of this city that utilized and received these COVID funds that came federally. And there was always this bit of unknown angst by the former director, Liz Hirsch, on whether or not that money was going to truly come to the Office of Homeless Services. And so I think that that's what an investigation hopefully reveals is number one, $15 million was spent because that is the need. And if anything, city council hopefully comes to the table to be able to fund that need. And then moving forward, not to pay less or not to uh, fund OHS less, but to do it more because providers like us, we're seeing the need escalate and go through the roof. That's an interesting point. And speaking of city council, Anna, you reported that last week city council introduced legislation to bring about some hearings to look into this office as well. They say they want more oversight. What exactly do they plan to do? That's correct. City council member Catherine Gilmore Richardson has been probing the Office of Homeless Services for several months now. She introduced legislation last week to create an ombudsperson to oversee the office and who would have subpoena power to obtain pretty much any records that they want in order to review the financial picture at the Office of Homeless Services. The ombudsperson would also serve as a liaison for anybody who feels like they're not getting reliable service from the office. This would be a pretty large step for city council. It's not uncommon for council to hold hearings to investigate a city agency or its performance, but it is uncommon for council to create an entirely new office to do that function on a, on a continuing basis. So assuming that legislation passes, it would have to be approved by voters through a ballot question during the next upcoming election, and then a new office would be created to oversee OHS. And this could take some time. Certainly, it could take months to get such an office off the ground, but 
if it does happen, I think it's it's another sign that city council is taking this very seriously. And they see this as a years long issue, not a short term one. Anna and Jeremy, this kind of sounds chaotic. I'm wondering if, you know, we could take a step back and kind of summarize how homeless services are doing in the city. Yeah. So the best service that homeless services provide is the outreach teams that is provided through Project Home as well as the Hub of Hope. During Code Blue of this um, month, we ended up serving 169 unique men. Yes, we had to turn some of them away, but it was the services of the Office of Homeless Services that ensures that there is another bed, there's another place for an individual, whether it be a family or whether it be a child, to be able to go to. The other aspect is, you know, in the global scheme of things, the city of Philadelphia has a really complex, advanced, excellent system of shelter. This city, decades ago, invested into these systems and invested into this Office of Homeless Services to ensure that on any given night, if somebody is on the street, we can provide that person a bed. Yeah, I I think that's a really good point. And I also want to emphasize that there are a lot of people who work for the Office of Homeless Services who are doing incredible work, um, especially, as Reverend Montgomery said, those outreach workers who work in some conditions that a lot of people uh, would not want to work in. So I want to be clear that a lot of city workers are putting their heart and soul into this and are doing a great job. I also think it's fair to say that if there's a so-called front office of OHS, it's experiencing a lot of really severe challenges right now. I do think that given there's a new mayor and a new administration, there's really a real opportunity here to see some not only change in the funding picture, but some change in the bureaucratic picture. Mayor Sherelle Parker has really emphasized um, cutting red tape and making it easier to work with the city, to contract with the city, and to do business with the city. And if she's really serious about that, her administration will take a look at what these providers with OHS have gone through and try to make it an an easier and more seamless relationship. I wish to underscore the point that Anna made about the actual personnel of the Office of Homeless Services and the outreach teams, many of these are lifetimers. They're lifetimers in terms of servicing the homeless um, individuals in our city. And they're unsung heroes in many respects. All right. Anna Orso, City Hall reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Reverend Jeremy Montgomery, president and CEO of Philly House. Thank you both so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you for having me. You can read more reporting from Anna and get info about Philly House by clicking the links in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Let us know what you think of this episode and tell a friend. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.